Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. This is SENZ Mornings with Ian Smith, Ricardo Ball in for Smithy and time for the panel and joining us on the panel is the newest member of the SENZ team. She uh, is holding the fort down on a Friday when Kirst Stanway is away and trying to keep Beaver in line. That is uh, Kimberly Downs. G'day Kimberly, how you doing? Good morning, good morning. Great, thank you. Looking forward to trying to keep Mitchell McClinigan in line this afternoon, actually, I believe. So that'll be even more fun. Well, it's probably even more of a challenge, to be fair. Um, <laughs> so good luck. Uh, and uh, and joining Kimberley Downs uh, is Ollie Ritchie. G'day, Ollie. How are you doing? Yeah, good morning. Very good. Kimberly's used to keeping me in line day to day, so I think she'll be just fine this afternoon with Mitch. Yeah, okay. Well, I can't believe you're bringing this sort of heat already. All right. All right. <laughs> 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 All right, you two. All right, you two. Hey, let's uh, let's start off with a little little bit of Super Rugby chat. Uh, I I love a, a a great story, a great headline, um, and it's not always completely established. In fact, I talked to Sam Gilbert this morning out of the Highlanders, uh, and there was that big story when he was selected against the Four Solly uh, that it was the first time he had played ten since his high school days, St Andrews College in Christchurch. Talked to him this morning. He's like, no. Nah, Played 10 covering for Joshuani for Otago in the NPC last year. What are you on about? Yeah, well, he's, he's a little bit Mr. Versatile down there, isn't he? Um, you know, it's one thing to cover for, for Josh and, and NPC, which is a significant step down from, from Super Rugby, but it's another thing to, to hold your own running, running that back line uh, as he did last week and, and did really well. I was um, a little shocked that they um, were bringing Mitch Hunt off the bench. I know Mitch Hunt hasn't been uh, at his best this year, but you know I still think he's the best first five option they've got down there. Um, but yeah, look, he certainly held his own, um, kicked very well, um, and I think you know that probably opened Tony Brown's eyes a little bit to the fact that they have a genuine ten option there that they can move forward with. So we see another crack this weekend. Yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing how he goes, uh, Kimberly. Of course, it's interesting, though, what this means for Mitch Hunt going forward, particularly given that Tony Brown is not going to be coaching there next season. So whoever comes in, it'll be uh, it'll be a fresh look. Yeah, absolutely, it will be. And whoever comes in, I was going to have to have a bit of a makeover, I guess not, not just in that area, but the whole team, because they have been pretty disappointing this year, the Highlanders, I think, our last week's result aside. But I was also going to mention... Ricardo, um, when you're talking about, you know, versatility and where people were playing at high school, I feel like part of the reason Ollie and I have been put on this panel together is to dish the dirt a little. So I just wanted to make sure that you know that you are also talking to a ver- uh, very versatile rugby player <laughs> at the other end, Christchurch Boys <laughs> High's 
uh, former first 15 halfback. So I just wanted to make sure that that was, uh, that was put on the record. Right, OK. Good to, good to know. Uh, so if, if Ollie Ritchie's the former first 15 halfback and he's to the Ukiman line, does, does that make you Jerry Collins, Kimberly? So you just come off the side and smash, <laughs> smash him? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I, I prefer to, you know, think of myself as kind of probably more of a Dan Carter, really, just running the whole operation. So yeah. Don't take Jerry. Yeah, you, you, you just tee him up, Ollie, and and, uh, uh, and let Kimberly make all the decisions. That's that's how it works, mate. Just say yes, honestly. Just say yes. It makes life that much right. easier. I will uh, remember that. Don't worry. I've, uh, I've made no mistake that it is just yes, yes, yes. Um, I will. I will never forget that, and it's certainly the word I will continue to live the rest of my life by. Yeah, yeah. You'd be a wise man to do so. This is the panel: Ollie Ritchie and Kimberly Downs with us. If you haven't guessed, uh, these two might be living together. Um, but uh, that, uh, if, if you weren't aware, uh, that is that is the situation. Hence this conversation. When we come back on the panel, though, we're going to continue the conversation around Super Rugby, particularly around Ethan Black at his switch to number eight. Is there anything that man can't do in the loose? We'll also talk cricket. We'll talk golf for the PGA Championship and Chanel Harris-Tavita rejecting the Warriors' latest contract. All that and more to come after the latest news in sport with Araha. The opinions, the panel. Yeah, the panel today, uh, Kimberly the Boss Downs and Ollie Yesmen Ritchie. Um, <laughs> welcome back, guys. Uh, we, we should talk, uh, Ollie, about Super Rugby. And Ethan Blackett has switched to eight. We've seen him play seven. We've seen him play six. He seems to be able to do either pretty well. Uh, I expect more of the same from eight. Is there, is there anything this bloke can't do in the loose? Oh, probably not, to be honest, uh, Ricardo. He continues to go from strength to strength, doesn't he? And it was interesting when he was first used across uh, both blindside and open side flanker, um, becoming a little bit more versatile, even more so now, uh, packing down at, at the back of the scrum. Probably a little bit of an easier transition going six to eight than six to seven there. Um, you see a lot of blindside flankers have that ability to play uh, number eight as well. It's where Kieran Reid sort of started his career back down in, in Canterbury as well at, um, at blindside flanker. But what this does is it says to Ian Foster, I can cover any position in the loose board. Now, if I'm picking the All Blacks, which unfortunately I'm not, uh, Ethan Blackadder would be uh, my starting blindside flanker. I just think he is that good. He gives you that much impact. He's an out-and-out uh, blindside as well, loves the collision, loves the breakdown, loves uh, getting his head into some dark places there. But what it does is it gives uh, Scott Robertson the chance to just um, play another few players against BG and Drew, who they're not expected to be too troubled against. Um, but yeah, if anything, it just says to Ian Foster, I can cover every position in the loose forwards, which not many other players can do. Um, so a real tick to Ethan Blackadder there. And I think it'll just be uh, really beneficial for him going forward. I don't expect him to be used there too much because he is uh, a blindside flanker. But as I say, all it does is say that I can cover all positions in the loose sports. Kimberly, keen to get your thoughts on this. I mean, Ethan Blackadder is a little bit taller than Artie Savier and it feels to me like Artie Savier has become the All Black 8 through default because the All Black selectors couldn't decide between him and Sam Kane. But I think we've seen against the French, against the English and against the South Africans at times as well, uh, we need a bigger man at number eight. Uh, we've seen Peter Gusso Kula, uh, we've seen Hoskins Satudu uh, put their hands up uh, to be that guy. Um, your thoughts on Blackadder? I mean, is he a potential all Black eight? I think he has potential. I think you're right, though, in saying that Artie Savia is 
the man there. They're not going to change that. I think he's probably your perfect guy to come off the bench, to be honest. And at the moment, we're just so flush with options when it comes to those loose forwards. Really interesting as well, I think, in that four-pack to see Scott Barrett um, moving back onto the blind side. But I do just wonder whether that becomes quite an... A, an optimum kind of position for him, given when you look at it from an all-black perspective, the locking options are so good there. And the other part of the uh, Crusaders side that I was quite interested to see, um, and whether it's, it's just a matter of the opposition and they want to make changes or whether it signals something more to come, was actually George Bridge dropping out onto the bench and Lester Fanguku coming onto the wing, which to me was just like an interesting little point that I don't think got a huge amount of attention, but George Bridge hasn't been having, um, I would say, his best ever season, and Fanganuka has been absolutely ripping it up when he comes onto the field, so I'll be interested to see how he goes uh, on the wing as well. Yeah, it's not like they're short of options, is it, uh, the Crusaders? Um, no. Kimberly, we should also talk uh, the Blackfern Sevens. Uh, Noah Williams has been uh, called up. She's back in the side after that neck injury uh, that I think a lot of people wondered whether she'd ever bounce back from. Well, I think she wondered whether she'd ever bounce back from it, and I think she was told at one point um, that she wouldn't be able to. Look, this is just another one of those brilliant uh, against the odds sort of stories for Niall Williams because she has worked and worked and worked her butt off uh, to get back into that team. To make the team in the first place, she was, of course, ruled out of the Tokyo Olympics um, with that neck injury at the 11th hour, and that was devastating for her. I don't think any of us probably can really understand just how much she would have been going through emotionally at that point, having that dream snatched away from her at the last moment so cruelly. So it speaks, I think, to to just who she is and her determination as a person, the fact that she's managed to pick herself up, overcome that injury, and then be good enough again to make this side again. So, yeah, in Toulouse, uh, the tournament over the weekend, the World Series tournament over the weekend will be her return to the Black Fern Sevens. I imagine it'll be a really emotional one. And I just, I just hope that New Zealand rugby fans, New Zealanders in particular, just give her the credit that she deserves for making this comeback because I do think it is a really remarkable sporting comeback and I only wish the very best for her. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one, Kimberly. And great to see you. It's a it's a good redemption story. Good to see her back in the side. Hey, let's uh, quickly switch to the Warriors. Uh, Chanel Harris Devita apparently has rejected their latest contract offer. Ollie, uh, he said that he hasn't agreed a deal anywhere else. But I mean, uh, given that what we've seen, uh, we've got a couple of young halves come in. We've got Sean Johnson, who's obviously getting towards the end of his career. Uh, how much of a risk is it if the Warriors don't agree a deal to tie Harris Devita down? Well, it's a huge loss for the Warriors because I think he's grown and grown over the last few seasons and shown just how comfortable he is or can be uh, in first grade and, and, you know, showing he has kind of that skill set that, that the Warriors need, a really good uh, defensive player as well, which has kind of never been in question, but certainly her, the way he runs that team and his attacking uh, skill set has certainly grown and grown uh, in his young career. But I, I certainly can't begrudge him for, for testing the market. You know, he's off contract. Uh, he's, he's a hot hand at the moment. He's playing really well. Um, so good on him for testing the market. And if, if you're Chanel harris Tavita, he might be sitting there thinking, am I actually going to get the best out of myself as a Warriors? given the way that this team is going, is this going to be the best for me in my career? Or am I going to be better off uh, in one of those Australian teams? I, I hear the Raiders are, are potentially one of those teams interested in him. You know, Am I going to be better off uh, in checking myself into one of those teams and, and distancing myself 
from the Warriors, which, you know, you, you could not argue with that decision uh, at the moment. So a huge loss for the Warriors and another one that's come through their junior program that will eventually end up playing for another team by the sounds of it, uh, but certainly can't begrudge Chanel Harris-DeVita for, for testing his value. I, I wonder, Kimberly, whether or not uh, Chanel Harris-DeVita has heard Nathan Brown's latest uh, uh, comment from a Warriors coach. Man, no wonder they pay this guy the big bucks. He said that they need wins to move away from the chasing pack. That's just incisive thinking, isn't it? <laughs> what? You are absolutely having a laugh. How did I not notice that? That is just, it's almost, you know, it's almost as good as those ones that go, you know, we need to score more points to win the game. That is our <laughs> No, look, on, on what both you and Ollie are saying, I mean... Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of at the point with the Warriors now and with some of the performances that we've seen of late. You could tell me at this stage that 10 of them have decided to abandon their contracts and, and move off to another team, and I would barely raise an eyebrow mm. given how they're going at this stage. In terms of um, who the stocks that they do have, who have they signed recently? Volkman um, and Metcalf, wasn't it? So yeah. they are kind of getting themselves set up to or positioning themselves for him to go away. And it's just such a shame. It's, it's such a shame to see young, good, homegrown talent in that way um, move offshore. But at the same time, like I say, it, it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest given how things are going. And it may work out, well, it should work out, you would think, the best for him. And you never know. We could see him back the same way Sean Johnson's come back um, at a later stage, having developed... Uh, a bit more, and, and it may work out for the Warriors in the end, but yeah, I certainly wouldn't begrudge anyone at this stage testing the waters and seeing if there is anything a bit better for them and for their development out there. Yeah, I look forward to seeing where he does land. Uh, finally, guys, uh, we have uh, golf on at the moment, the PGA Championship. Uh, uh, DeChambeau, Bryson DeChambeau has uh, withdrawn, but Ryan Fox uh, flying the flag. He's tied for 31st at the moment, even. Uh, Rory McIlroy leads at 5 under. Dustin Johnson has blown out, but uh, Ryan Ryan Fox at the moment is on a, oh, I think he's had what, four of his last five finishes have been top 10 uh, in the European Tour. He's he's going great guns, Ollie. He's just not closing the fourth round out enough, is he? Yeah, needs a few more birdies, doesn't he? And we could all say that. Um, certainly the weekend hacks wouldn't mind a few birdies, that's for sure. But Ryan Fox uh, is playing very good golf and he'll be happy even through uh, the first round at the moment. It, it is great. I think it puts him around the 25th. Mark, um, or somewhere around there anyway, certainly uh, in contention. So, look, he's in great form, as, as you rightfully point out, and, and he's displaying more of that. And if he can just get, you know, a few more birdies, play a few more uh, of those holes a, a little bit better than he currently is, he'll put himself right in the hunt. You know, we've seen Dustin Johnson blow out, Tiger Woods has blown out, Rory McIlroy shot five under for his first round. So uh, he's certainly playing the house down. But for, for Ryan Fox to be where he is, at the moment, I think it's great, and it's a testament to the hard work he's put in and the form he's been able to produce on that European tour at the moment to go to the PGA Championship, play as well as he is at the moment. He's in a good spot. Yeah, he's in a, he's in a really good spot at the moment, Kimberly. Uh, he, I think he's one of the the more understated Kiwi athletes running around, particularly given the the sport he does. He's just so approachable. He's uh, you know he runs his charities and things, uh, and he, he just gets on with getting it done. Uh, I don't know if there's a more likable Kiwi uh, sportsman running around at the moment, is there? Um, oh, I don't want to get into a, uh, a, a discussion necessarily on the most likable Kiwi sports person because I feel like we are lucky enough to have so many of them. But yeah, he's certainly up there. Very affable, isn't he? Always keen for a chat, uh, always open to, to talking about whatever you like, really. And he did have a hard run of it as well. I mean, he was back home for a couple of months 
um, with COVID situation just after he'd secured that big win um, in the UAE. Now, like you mentioned, he's had about four top 10 finishes in his last five tournaments. So all you ever want to see is him doing well, and particularly because the last time he played the PGA Championship was back in 2019, I think, and he missed mm. the cut. So you would love to see him uh, make the cut this time around, which he's certainly on track for. And you mentioned a couple of the guys who have blown out, and I think that also puts it into perspective just how well he's been doing, because I don't think conditions have been very easy over there in Tulsa, but the likes of I haven't checked on his score lately, but I, I looked at Brooks Kepka's card earlier and he was five over through the front nine. So, you know, com- compared to those big, big names, he's doing incredibly well so far. He's putting himself right in the hunt. It's only one day in, obviously, uh, but you just you love to see him doing well and I would love to see him make the cut and finish well this tournament. Yeah, you'd love to see that. Uh, like they say, you know, you can't win it on the first day, but you can lose it. So he's definitely staying in contention. Hey, Ollie, uh, Kimberly, thanks very much for coming on the panel today. Really appreciate it. Go well. And uh, Kimberly, good luck this afternoon. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Ricardo. Cheers. Uh, that is the panel for another day here on uh, Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. It is uh, coming up 16 away from 11. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.